Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Lance, it has been a while. It is good to see you, and it's good to be with everyone that's listening. How's your day? Uh, you know what? Today feels like an extra Friday. How about that? Because yesterday felt like a Friday. Yesterday felt like a Friday. I wonder if a lot of people feel that way. Who knows, man? It's like Groundhog Day around here, right? Quite the year. Quite the year. And we still got a couple months left to go. I think everyone believes that once 2020 is over, like everyone's going to celebrate. That was a terrible year. But I don't think 2020 is going to know that our calendar year stops. I'm not sure it's aware. <laughs> That's what my wife keeps saying, too. She's like, I don't think you can just count on instant. And I go, well... I don't know. So but everyone has that in their heads, even me. But 2020 is going to be like, I don't care about your January 1st. Did I care about anything else? No. It I'm, I'm coming to 2021. That is correct. So there's your little bit of sunshine. But if you want real sunshine, that is knowledge. Knowledge is power. And where you get that is from learning Revit. If you don't, or if you want to get better at it, go to RevitRocketShip.com. That's where Lance and myself, mainly me on this one, teach you how to uh, draft, how to draw, give you our template, um, give you a whole bunch of insight. It's what everyone who starts at this firm uses. It's what we teach a lot of students and a lot of other professionals. RevitRocketShip.com. Yeah. Speaking of the year, right? We are three. We are nearly three quarters of the way through the longest year ever, but it's not too late to meet your goal of increasing your firm's productivity. That's right. ArcCat has the tools any size firm needs to compete, whether it's using ArcCat's powerful search to find product data, downloading high-quality specifications, getting the right BIM for your model, or using the patented spec wizard to configure specification in minutes. Best of all, it is free to use and requires no registration. So check out ArcCat.com. That's A-R-C-A-T.com today so you can start building better content. Awesome. And the last thing... You're going to need a computer to do all of that work. We recommend you give a Dell. If you go to uh, dell.com forward slash inside the firm, you get special discounts, special deals. You enter your email. Um, if you want to save money, this is the way to do it. Go there, get your, get your, enter your email, get your code and save. Why not? Make it happen. Make it happen. I'll tell you what you should avoid. I, I have a scenario for you, Al. Okay. B, let's pretend. Let's pretend. That, for instance, okay, you meet with a client, potential client. Sure. Let's say you deliver a proposal within the 24 hours of, of what, when we when we when we claim we're going to do it. Right. We meet right. with somebody. We have a heart. We have a rule here. Yep. You 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 get a proposal out within 24 hours, if possible. Right. And that's maybe a lot of it's been un- impossible for me. Lately. Sometimes it's impossible because maybe you're dealing with uh, the engineer, other engineers, or or design professionals that you need, or you need answers from the city, but. Let's say it's a single family house in the Western Slope. It's going to be awesome. It's an easy layup of a proposal for you in the mm-hmm. sense of not a lot of people to coordinate besides you. Yeah. Let's, oh, say, let's say you deliver that proposal on a Friday. Then let's say you get a text message over the weekend. Yeah. And the text message just says, hey, proposal looks good. It's in PDF format, though. 
I would like it in word format so I can redline it. What do you? What does your brain say to you, Al? Do you, do you want my real answer? Yes. So it literally depends on the weekend. Remember when we are establishing this rule of like not communicating on the weekend? Correct. And it always depends on um, where the state of the economy is at. And then also... The client too. Some, the, some clients I will talk to, like the ones that we're building for on the weekend, it's not a big deal. Right. And also what you're doing, like if you're in the mountains on a hike, I'm not going to ruin a hike. There you go. But if I'm, but if I'm, but if I just got a Starbucks and I'm yeah. in my truck, yeah, it's kind of an appropriate time. Yep. Um, so I think what we've learned and, and the, the way to go about it is you give them a phone call. You give them a phone call and, 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 and just start out the conversation and say, Hey, uh, happy to chat about, uh, um, you know, the contract. What, what are you, what are you looking at or, or what are you wanting to redline? And then start the conversation from there. How did, That's what Al would do. Yeah. Which I think is I think is the right way to go. But the, what I'm trying to emphasize with this hypothetical, oh, it's all hypothetical, just getting it happened. But <laughs> so is the word redline. So think about what that means in your terminology, right? If for, for any design professional or even or even just anybody who who's reviewing like contracts and stuff, when I hear the word redline, I hear that 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 it's a microaggression right for me because it triggers like you you were going to drastically change something we are this is about correcting not clarifying right right or correcting or i mean it just gives when when you're an intern like literally your first day and you produce a drawing and you get a whole bunch of red lines bloody mess and, and it's like you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong mm-hmm. you're wrong really it's just hey teaching you standards and things like that um so can can I talk about why that m- might be a sore spot? Yes. Or do you want to? Did you want to wrap up anything? I have a well, I, well. This has happened before, and and that's why I'm bringing it up, right? And it kind of made us it made us a rule of thumb. But yes, please. Well, please. no, no, no. So, so I, I think keep going. So, expand so, on that. So, uh, probably, gosh, maybe it was three years ago now, three or four years ago. Um, this happened with another potential client, and I actually went down the rabbit hole and the wormhole, and 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 I was like, "Yes, fine, we need the work. Redline it," and it was a disaster of an experience. We it got very contentious because the red lines went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and really all and 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 what it was, what it proved to me was that when when you have somebody who wants to do that and I got to emphasize redline your contract they are looking in my experience so far to have it their way or it's the highway and 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 that and I can say that because I went back and forth with the other with the other person this was three or four years ago and it was it did not and well we did not sign the contract it, it ended up in a gross phone call of, of this person calling me and not being happy that I would just bend the knee and so I tried Alex's approach and had the phone call, kind of did some soothing, some smoothing, some clarification. It was a terminology um, difference. In other words, redlining to me meant something vastly different than redlining to them. Redlining to them meant they just wanted clarification. That, that is vastly different. So, so we talked. And, and that's why a phone call yeah. would be the fir- a good first step. Yeah. Like. So, so, I, so we worked through it. 
actually ended up signing the contract. But then, and, and this is why the communication is so interesting. Alex brought up the, the idea of, okay, if I'm on a hike, kick rocks. If I'm pulling through Starbucks, okay, maybe I'll give you a call on a Saturday. Something like that, right? Yeah. Uh, on Monday, we ended up signing. And then because I wasn't able to get back to somebody within, within the business day, then the contract was terminated, right? So there's there was no patience from the other end of things. And so if I would have, so let's say I would have been on the hike and I would have just text back to the text and I would have said, hey, it's the weekend. Happy to talk about this Monday. I think I think it would have went sour in that situation too. Hmm. So so the, the overall lesson I think is, before Alex gets into maybe why this was a sore spot or a soft spot is, if however you got to get those red flags out of the way right away red lines are red flags i told it i guarantee i promise you it's a red flag even if there's a terminology difference well because they are interviewing you as the architect or whatever service you're in but it has to be a good fit for how your firm is structured right we've talked about building principles uh i mean business principles business fundamentals all that stuff and i want to explore it in a different way to maybe um illuminate this certain situation right so what are you doing when you're creating a business and what one of the things that we are doing is that we are creating an efficient machine for producing valuable work that doesn't have to be other people you can produce just to to explore the concept like you can be an inefficient machine Mm -hmm. creating valuable work but we choose to be efficient machine producing valuable work because if we're an inefficient machine, it means that that valuable work that we've built up and cultivated and, you know, grew through talent, through teaching, all that can't go to the most amount of people, right? It can only go to those people that can maybe do an inefficient process, but get exactly, exactly, exactly what they want, right? So think about this with redlining and with, with everything. They might have like one or two of the points in the redlining might be like, Oh, that's an okay way to do it. That's an alternative way of doing it. Sure. Just like building. That's an alternative way of doing it. A million ways to skin a cat. But we cannot make an efficient machine for valuable work if every single client is telling us an alternative way to do something, especially if our alternative way is just as good or even better because we've been doing this for a while. So think for an example about other companies and in, in relation to other companies, it might now become more clear why we have this stance, even though we're not those big companies. You go to a phone, they have four phone plans for you, four, maybe five, because they understand that there's different things. Um, people might want different plans, but you can't go to the phone company and say, oh, I want this from this plan, this from this plan, and yeah. let me look at the contract and let me redline it. They'd be like, no, no way. That, even even if it made completely sense. A, this is an excellent example. Even if it made completely sense, like, oh, I understand why you want this from this plan, this from this plan, and you want to outdo, you know, take out this clause. But we can't operate like that because we can't give you the price per value if we customize it for everyone else, right? Yes. So <clears throat> that's the reason why it's such a red flag because if they do that in the contract, right? Now think of every step of the way. Every where, step of the way. My so, God. oh, we produce the floor plans and maybe a, a, a 3D just box of, of whatever the structure is. They're like, well, why didn't you put in the windows on that? 
And like, well, that actually comes after we lay out the floor plans, right? We, we obviously could, but like, is everything going to be this way? Is everything going to be a fight which way we should operate when we've set up not just who's working on it, but that goes into training videos, that goes into how we, how we redline and how we teach. It goes into the people that now are now two layers below where we've taught one of our guys and now they're teaching someone else and then all of a sudden we have to say, oh, for this one, we have to do it completely different. And then they're like, okay, then they learn that way. And then on the next project, they do it that way because that was their, you know, like second project or first project in this type. And it just messes up the whole system. So there's huge ramifications to that. That's why it's such a red flag, right? Um, and the second thing I want to talk about is I think you can use this phrase or another phrase of your own to examine what you do in your firm, right? So uh, our, our electrician, who I like, had an idea for us. And I don't know if we're going to do it or not. I'm going to bring it up to Lance live. Yep. We might do it. We might, we might mull on it for six months and then pull it later. Right. But he said, Hey, is it possible for the electrical plans for you to do two different plans? I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, it gets busy with all the lines, you know, the connecting lines and all that. He's like, could you do a, a switch and light plan? And then on a separate one, do an outlet plan. And in my head, I go, okay, I can see how that's easier for him, right? And now I think a good way to judge it is like, okay, is this efficient way of producing valuable work for everyone else? Because if we do it, I almost think that we should do it on the majority of the residential right. projects. And does that help uh, the clients? If it helps the clients and if it helps the electricians and if it's not hard on the people doing the work, maybe that is a efficient I'm, way to well, do I'm it. glad you brought up the clients, right? Because that's that's who's hiring us first. Yes, 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 people are looking at our drawings to produce the building. Yep. But man, if we can do both. Yep. Because and and here's where I get his point. I'm not even saying we should do it. But if you look at a, a kitchen, the cabinet layouts, and you look at the lights or the recess lights, and then you look at the plugs every two feet, it's like like things are overlapping. Like yeah. it's clear there's yeah, yep. you know. Um so I, I don't think we'll make a decision here today, but like, what is your anvil that you're striking an idea against to make these decisions rather than just doing it willy nilly? And one thing I don't know if we've stated clearly, but it, but we're stating it now is I think we try to think is, is this an, a, an efficient way to do valuable work, right? That's our anvil. Yeah. Red lines are red flags. Red lines are red flags. What do you think about the electrical plan? Any first thoughts on that? We should talk about it at lunch with everybody. That's my initial thoughts. Yeah. F9 lunch, talk about it. Yep. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I think I think parsing information on an electrical plan, which Alex, by the way, loves. I love electrical. That. He hates them. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but parsing information out like that, man, that might be helpful. Well, I mean, they get cluttered. I'm with you. They're, to me, they're the prettiest drawings of all the drawings, honestly. I really like electrical plans. He also likes raisins, so like it's weird. And actually, and, and pizza from from the store. And let's talk about let's talk about oatmeal raisin oh. cookies, the best. A little cinnamon. Wow. A little coffee. Hot <laughs> coffee too. Here's another thing too. Um, <clears throat> we're doing the dimensions. We're adding more dimensions for him on on the lighting plan. Now you have the lights, yeah. the switches. The outlets and the dimensions, and then now the dimensions go over the outlets. The outlets would be an easy one to parse out. I mean, I just think... How easy is it? Super yeah. easy. You just duplicate the plan. I mean, we could do it in the template and say this is the outlet plan. Yeah. I don't think... Let's bring it up. 
yeah, let's see what the people think. Our people think. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Okay. Cool. That's that. That's all I got. Should we hear from our best friend? Nick? Oh man, that's we're right into it. Sweet. You know, he texted us last night and he was flying over right over the top of us. Yeah. Right and, over and the he top said he moved me and almost got thrown off the plane. Yep. And I believe that he did that. Um, I believe in my heart, in my mind that he he did it in his heart. He mooned me in his heart. Is that what he did? Yeah. All right. Let's hear. Let's hear it from Nick. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. What is the path? The path is how you become what you want to be, who you want to be, and what the world needs you to be. It is how you reach your potential. It is the path of discipline that leads to freedom. The path is a war against weakness, so it leads to strength. A war against ignorance, so it leads to knowledge. A war against confusion, so it leads to understanding. The path is your life. And so, the path is different for everyone. It is your goals, your dreams, what you want to become. The path is yours. But at the same time, much of the path is the same for everyone. The path is how you strive to become an eminently qualified human. But how do I find the path? Finding the path isn't as hard as you think. Some of it is clearly defined in the code. The rest of the path comes from simple questions you can ask yourself. What do you care about? Who do you want to be? What matters most to you? What are the most important things in your life? Who are the most important people in your life and what do they need from you? Answer those questions, then write down what you need to do to achieve them. Those things that you need to do, that you are supposed to do, that you know you must do, those things are the path. The path is in your head, waiting for you to follow it. Jocko. Lance. I'm off to watch Fox News. Yeah, Tucker. <laughs> there, Caught my there wife you go. talking watching Tucker the other night. There you go. Good stuff. Um, there was this book, long sci-fi book called Seven Eves. Seven Eves? Seven Eves. And what happens is the agent, which they don't know what it is, a meteor or something hits the moon, blows up the moon. Mm. Right? That's not good. So the moon fragments, and then all of a sudden its orbits decay. Besides like a couple big pieces and the hard rain happens and burns up all the earth and destroys all the earth. So it's about them trying to get a uh, space station base so that civilization can survive the hard rain, which earth will become unlivable for the next 5,000 years. Oh, that sounds bad. So the first part is about prep. The second part is about them actually getting up into space. And once you get up to space, it's like the trouble has just begun, you know, <laughs> obviously, because it's space and these rocks are coming and then they don't have enough for water, fuel, all this other stuff. And then the last part, part three, is about 5,000 years in the future, them coming back to Earth and all that and, and all the tribulations in that. And there's a, a, a small theme in, in the third part that they end with. And this guy owns, owns this, he's the manager of this bar and rich people own this bar. 
and they're doing this stuff coming back to earth and there's different factions and things like that and you'll see some actions be talking taken but some people some person will say that's not the purpose and then all of a sudden like he switched gears and at the end they ask him what's the purpose he's like no one has told me but they're like you work for the people that run this like it's kind of like the mafia bar like the bar where like every all the politicians go all this like how do you not know what the purpose is He's like, I don't know. I can only surmise what the purpose is from the people that pretend to know what the purpose is. And essentially, you know, religion died because, you know, the moon blew up in the first thousand years. They were literally just trying to survive in tin cans and make that work. And then they had to expand after that. And then once they got a solid grouping, you know, footing, they could start to think about things. And, and one of the ideas was like, was that agent that blew up the moon? Like, was that for a purpose? Because throughout this whole journey, like, they changed their DNA. And they, they adjust to like space living, land living, like all these different genetic codes because um, I won't go into it. But anyways, he, 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 he says that it's essentially religion without any of the rit- rituals, without any of the dogma, without any of the history, without any of the text. He goes, I just know everyone that I meet that pretends, that says they know the purpose acts better, acts more right, right? And that relates to the, you know, the Jocko talks about the path. This book talks about the purpose. And it was so powerful because this book was 30 hours long on oh audible. Lord. So like, I'm only giving like a two minute snippet, but just think about going through this whole thing over 5,000 years. And like, it connects more in my mind than, you know, just because of that experience. Are you describing 2020? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one too, is I was telling Annie about this and I go, it's kind of related to, oh, did you see? Um, the, the star Wars with the little baby Yoda, whatever that the Mandalorian, I watched one episode. Okay. So you, but the Mandalorians, they have the way it's just called the way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So this, you know, that concept the way. too. Yep. Yep. So different themes and I like it, but I, I like probably because I just got done with that book. The purpose I serve the purpose. There you go. What's your purpose? Figure it out. All yeah. right. What do we got next? Well, the, the purpose of some of our people are to pass the AREs. Get it done. <laughs> and people listen to this. So let's hit it up with ARE Jeopardy. Alrighty. Question number one. You present a potential client with a proposal. They review it over the weekend and email back asking for a raw copy in word format so they can redline it. How should you respond? A. Tell them to take a hike, but in not so not so harsh language. B, explain that it's not company policy to release raw files and request a Zoom meeting or phone call with them to discuss what they want to redline. C, explain that it's not company policy to release raw files and tell them that they can redline the PDF if they want and email it back. D, both A and B are correct. This is the do, do, do. D, is that, do, do we need a full repeat? That's what D says. Yep, that's what D is. That is what D is. No repeats? We're good? Okay, what do we got? We have B, B, C, D, and C. Ross is correct with D. Yep, so uh, you have to listen to the first part (laughs) part of the podcast. (laughs) A and B. (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean, with, with Ross? It was, it, it was your client. It was our client that fell through. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we got a allegation of pandering. We'll bring it up to the high commission. <laughs> Punishments will be severe. So right to the Senate. <laughs> All 
number two, while Japanese modern architecture is defined partly by its appearance, it always still is focused on what? A, decoration, B, function, C, cost, D, classical Western rules of architecture. <laughs> How did I come up with this? Well, I did. Uh, the, so the options are, the answers are possibly A, A, decoration, B, function, C, cost, D, classical Western rules of architecture. All right, what do we got? We have B, 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 and B. The correct answer is B. There we go. Layup. Okay, number three. Which of the following uh, does the construction type not affect? Okay, construction type. A, building height. B, floor area. C, material. D, window area. What do we got? What do we got? People What's are in the box? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> do you still want me to repeat them? Okay, perfect. So answers are, what do you got, Gresh? Floor area, nope, D, 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 B, and D, uh, window area. So construction type, the building height, the amount of floor area, and then the material, concrete, wood. Does not affect. Yeah. Oh, a little yeah. tricker. Tricky, tricky. That was Trickosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check Al Gore. I know. We're going to have a co commission after this upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> what is question four? What is the name of an electronically controlled valve that can rapidly open and close? Is it a try uh, Q-sip valve, B mitriel valve, C solenoid valve, or D pulmonary pulmonary Pulmonary. Lance will say that. Pulmonary valve is D. Wow. Jason, he's really writing fast over there. I feel like he's got the All answer. Right. Crash. What do we got? A C C C C C is the correct answer. Ross wins. Look at that, Ross. Where are we going for lunch? He says wow. runs on vetoing that hardcore. Right. What a Hard. bad day for Gresh today. <laughs> A hard, <laughs> hard pass on Runza. Sorry, sorry, Runza. You can you, that can be man. I think they throw Runza in Nebraska at you for free. We are never getting that. Runza as a sponsor now. <laughs> Sad. If you enjoy this podcast, you will enjoy Revit Rocket Ship, where you'll get all the tips and tricks that all these guys know to make you efficient and amazing at Revit. Go to RevitRocketShip.com. Uh, if you haven't left us a five-star review, check it out. Leave us a five-star review today on iTunes. We'll talk to you next.